and that's the topic of weed whacking. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking about a very important topic, and that's the topic of weed whacking. Go to Manscaped, get 20% off, plus uh, free shipping with the code FAB. And usually when we talk about plucking those nose hairs and doing trimming around the ears and whatnot, most of us are used to doing that with weapons such as this. Um, while effective, they can be cumbersome. They can prove to be cumbersome. And everyone's personal favorite is also this beauty, something like this. Whilst very effective, it's also hard because sometimes you don't have the right extension cords and whatnot. So Manscaped has given us this, the Weed Whacker. The Weed Whacker is skin safe. It has a replaceable head. Um, it has high-performance motor, so premium 9,000 RPM motor powers. This is something that you would have probably seen in a World War II aeroplane prior to this. And unlike the hedge trimmer, it's cordless and rechargeable, so you can use it anywhere and you can take it with you, and it's really, really a pretty amazing product. Um, it has a smart design. It's intelligently contoured design for you to be able to grip it easily, and it's not going to slip out of your hand which is an amazing segue to the next part of it, which is that fact that it's waterproof, so you can use it in the shower and whatnot. So this is a pretty amazing, amazing um, piece of machinery here for all of us that need it. And everyone needs it because you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be the person that has the nose hairs and the ear hairs sticking out. I used to go to, my dad used to take me to a barber in Liverpool. And um, ironically, this barber, it was an older guy, had... Um, the worst hairs coming out of his ears and the worst hairs coming out of his nose. And always as a little kid, I always watch that. So I never wanted that myself. Um, so please, Manscaped, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FAB. Thank you, people. Hello, guys. Thank you for joining me. Um, going to talk about the weekend's fights, I suppose. And have a chat and see what that what effect that has, if any, on the on the appropriate divisions. I see that some people have already commented. We just started, and some people have commented already. Mister Always Four Twenty and Matt Heffler as well. Thank you for joining us, guys. I've already commented. Uh, how about Mass Vidal Usman official for UFC Two Five One? Both these guys have commented on that. I think that's pertinent. I suppose in the Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad fight which we'll cover later on in the show. Um, I just want to get everyone's thoughts on on um, on that. I'd, I'd probably like to begin with Eric Anders and Dar Darren Stewart like right at the start of the show because then we'll work our way up the card. But um, as far as that Masvidal versus Usman is concerned, um, that's a fight I want to see. Like I, The first time that, that they fought, I think um, Masvidal gave a good account of himself. I'd like to see Masvidal with a full camp I know that he was training for Usman. Don't get me wrong. I know that. But I'd like to see. But he wasn't training for Usman and he wasn't training for a belt. So um, I would, I'd be very, very interested to see that fight for sure. Uh, Hoodie J Jr. disagrees. He says, Usman beats Masvidal every time. What a waste of time. Um, I don't agree with you that he beats Masvidal that easily every single time. But I do think it's a little bit. Uh, there's a few other guys in there that I'd like to see you know, fight, I, you know, I'm, I don't know, where does it leave Edwards as well, you know, I suppose, guy comes off after a year and a half off, and he looked good, man, 
He looked really good. He was winning that fight. He was winning that first round quite easily. And, um, you know, that happened in the eye poke. So very, very interesting. I, I'm curious as to where you, where people think that leaves um, Edwards. What's next for Edwards, I suppose. Um, that's a big one, I suppose. Eric Anders versus Darren Stewart. I was watching that fight. Um, Eric Anders is a big boy. He's a very, very big boy for, for middleweight. I was watching him against uh, Darren Stewart there. But he seemed rather mechanical on the feet. He didn't seem comfortable with, with what he was doing on the feet. Um, and Darren Stewart did get the better of him at, at the start of the fight until Eric Anders was able to start you know, outgrappling him and leaning on him and using his size and his strength. It's beyond me, though, how how that knee happened again, you know, straight after last week that, you know, it, it happening. Um, but I will say this, it, um, I don't know how Eric Anders does moving up the division because that, in the middleweight division, it's, it, it is dominated by very good strikers. It's like in the, at the top end, you have Israel, Rob, of course, both those guys, I think, uh, probably a fair bit ahead of everyone else. But then you have Gastelum. Um, I'm trying to think of the guys that are, that are uh, Darren Till, Gastelum, Paulo Costa, all these like very, very striking heavy um, division. And I, I, I didn't like what I saw in Uriah Hall. I, I didn't like what I saw in Eric Anders in his reactions to getting hit early on in the fight. Thoughts on that? Um, I wish uh, Anguil Rumanov Bogov says, I wish Wonder Boy could get a shot again. I think he has a better shot than Masvidal just because he's so crafty. I definitely agree. I agree. I would like to see Wonder Boy versus Usman, 100%. Um, I'd like to see Edwards versus Wonder Boy as well. I'd like to see Edwards versus Covington. There are a couple of fights that I'd like to see. Um, Wonder Boy is the fight to make. Hoodie J Jr. says Uriah Hall. Agreed. Um, and I would, Matt Heffler, I do agree. I, I'd rather see Wonderboy at this stage. And Wonderboy beat Masvidal, you know. Um, and granted, I, I think that the problem is that Masvidal's a bigger card, a bigger draw, and I'm a huge fan of Masvidal as well. But it is, he is a bigger draw than than Wonderboy at this stage in the career. And that's, the, that's what's going to get uh, bums on seats for the UFC. But uh, I... Um, I was super impressed with Edwards. I was really, really impressed with his footwork. I was impressed with his ability to cut the cage off and his ability to not get um, not get pressured into the cage with uh, Bilal striking. I um, yeah, I was very, very impressed by that. In the Mateo and Nicolau versus Manuel Cape fight, Mister Always says this is why I don't like champs calling fights. Yeah, I I think that there should be a ranking system. I I do agree. I I do think that I don't know. I don't like that. You know, I don't I don't really like that. And Hoodie J Junior says, "What do you do with Leon now? What what do you do?" To to me, it wasn't no contest, obviously, but he looked fantastic, and he was on his way to winning that fight, I believe. Um, he looked really really good. I I, I don't know. I'd like to see him fight a Wonder Boy, or I'd like to see him fight a Covington or someone like that. Um. That that'd be me. I'd like to see him fight one of those guys. Yeah, Leon versus Colby, Matt Heffler. You're right. That's uh, I would like to see something like that. I'd like to see how um, Leon has adjusted his grappling to face someone like Covington, and that will give us an indication of how he would do against someone like um, 
like Usman. Ooh, Leon versus Burns. That is Mr. Always 420. Thank you, sir. I man, that one interests me. Leon versus Gilbert Burns. That'd be that'd be a barn burner. That'd be a crazy fight. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know who I'd favor in that fight. I don't know who I'd favor in that fight. Obviously, again, the grappling favors favors Gilbert. Um he's got a lot of power. He punches harder in those first few rounds than Leon does, but Leon is very methodical, very good with his footwork. I don't know, that's an interesting fight. Super Skunk says, don't you think fighters should make sacrifices like not having kids in order to focus on their training and make the best of out of their career? Are you asking me if I think, well, I, I think sacrifices need to be made. I don't think fighters should make those sacrifices or those ones in particular because people can have kids and have amazing careers. That's not, that's not um, the, the issue. But I think sacrifices for you to do anything any kind of career, you know, at a successful level, sacrifices have to be made. Um, whether that's going to be you have kids later or whether it's going to be you do have kids but there's other things you can't do. But sacrifices have to be made in order for you to achieve, you know, anything in any kind of career. Ben says, if Manel would just throw more, he would be 2-0 and in the UFC right now. Personally, I thought he won the fight, but it was a close one. Do Leon and Gilbert, Colby Wonderboy and Bilal Kessa. Mate, I can't disagree. I can't disagree. I, as far as with, with the with the matchups, as far as like Manel, I thought it was very very close as well. Um, I just think when it's that close, it can go either either way. And I do agree that Manel threw the 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 more power, the bigger shots, and maybe did more damage. But the fact remains that um, Nicolau was still able to stay in the fight, was still able to come forward, was still able to land a lot especially in that third round. And he landed. He landed the spinning elbow. He landed a whole bunch of stuff. It, um, Manel seem, seemed unfazed with it. But you, you you can't take shots like that and then complain about, about losing. I thought it was super close. Um, Hamzat versus Colby. That'd be a good fight. I'd love to see that one, Jay. And Matt Heffler says, Leon's takedown defense is insane. Could kill get him to the ground? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But... Gilbert does have a lot of power in his hands and he throws it, you know, with abandon. I don't, I don't know that, that he, I, I know that he wouldn't be able to do that for five rounds against Edwards. He can't just throw crazy leather for five rounds. So I, I don't know. That'd be very, very interesting fight. I'd, I'd really like to see that fight. Um, Yeah. The Cape fight, man, Manel Cape, he's, I'm not going to say he's a, like he he's just he looks like he's got the goods, but he hasn't just been able to he hasn't been able to put it together yet. Um, that fight in particular, I saw Mattelus Nicolau take him down, control him, win that first round. Um, how much power that might have taken out of his shots, I don't know. The second round was all cape, but then in the third round, it got close. You know, it got close. I still had cape kind of winning that, but I, I don't think it was a I don't think it was a bad call. You know, I, don't, I can't say that. Um, James Adjustman says, I'm taking siesta to your beautiful voice. Thank you, sir. Jim Jones, Nelson was able to take Edwards down, so I imagine Burns would be able to. I think so. I think Edwards has been taken down a fair bit, man. Like, he, I, I, don't, I don't know how, like, I'm not saying it's not good, but he has been taken down a fair bit. Um, having said that, though, he's, 
he really impressed me against um, Gunnar Nelson, just his ability to to grapple the way that he does. So I don't know. But Gilbert Burns, man, you know, he's world champion in BJJ. He's, mate, he's done some amazing, amazing things. So I don't, I don't know. I want to see that fight. That's all I've got to say. I want to see that fight. I want to see Burns versus Edwards. Um, CSS Voden says, people should forget, people should forget about Kimaev and let him rest and fully recover. Oh, man, I think it's testament to how amazing he is that people are still talking about him. Jay says, Cape underwhelms me every time. I don't know that he underwhelms me, but he, I certainly have a, a, a like this feeling where I'm like, man, I... You can see that he, he's got the potential and that he could do better, but he just comes undone a little bit. How do you like Yahya? I like him. He's, I think he's a fantastic grappler. I think he's an amazing grappler. G Money says, hey, coach, is a straight cross down the pipe the best answer for calf kicks? Smellersberger got the KO win off it. Jan over Corey Anderson and many more examples. Thanks. You know, it's funny you say that, depending on which side they're, 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 they're calf kicking you. But the calf kick, you have to be relatively close to throw it. You know, you, it's not really like a kick you're going to throw from far away. So, yeah, like big punches down down the barrel are going to affect you if, if you can catch them, for sure. Um, a lot of it with a calf kick is you've got to be aware of it, your movement. And if you're going to check, you have to, man, you have to check it perfect. You know, you have to try to check it on the foot with your with your shin otherwise it's it's going to still affect you um pantoja pantoja has a hard fight coming to you see that's got to be said Su said super skunk the fight with ferguson seems like the perfect stage for darius to shine and shock the world quite underrated fighter in my opinion benil darius has done a bunch of stuff in the ufc um he's one of those guys in my opinion that's always a hard fight he's always going to be a hard fight so that that fight with Ferguson is interesting, man. I think again, Benil is one of those guys that he hasn't quite put it all together. He's got all the skills, all the ability, but he's just, you know, the the stars haven't aligned for him. I'll tell you that, you know. And so, yeah, we have to. Hopefully, we we, we get to see uh, him everything click for him one of these days. Jim Jones. Yeah, I agree. That would be a great fight. He just doesn't let go. It's from Jay. Are you are you talking about Cape? CSS Voden says, I can't believe I just destroyed Tucker that quick. Man, he caught him. He just caught him like on the button. I don't know that it was a destruction as far as like um, you know, he didn't dismantle him or whatever. They they swung and I just got him flush. TV says, do you think that fighters picking fights but continuously saying they will fight anyone anytime is understandable given it's their livelihood? Define picking fights. Do I think that fighters that because you've got to understand sometimes I could you, you probably have to elaborate because I'm not fully understanding the, the, the question. A lot of the times the fighters aren't saying no to the fight. The fighters are saying no. To the conditions of the fight so you know if they offer you you know who would you rather fight would you rather fight a super hard guy for half the money or would you fight rather fight an easier guy for double the money you know you didn't say no to that guy 
you you said no to the conditions of the fight. That's what happens a lot of the time. GG. Covington versus Wonderboy seems like it has more chance of happening than Covington versus Edwards, just based on what Colby has been saying. I agree. But I'd love to see any of those fights there. Jim Jones says, sadly, I think that Ferguson is on a serious decline. Same goes for Woodley, in my opinion. I'd like to see Ferguson in this fight versus uh, Benil, and then we'll be able to have a good indication of whether he, how far along that decline he is. But Hoodie J says, how is Benil only 31? Yikes. Man, Benil looks like he's been around forever. Ben, how big of a factor do you think Cape having to fight barefoot instead of fighting with shoes on is? During all of his rise and fights, he was wearing shoes. Seems to lose his footing in the UFC cage often. I mean, if he used to, but having said that, I'd imagine that he would train barefoot as well, you know what I mean? Knowing that you're going to fight barefoot and knowing that you have to make that adjustment. But not necessarily just, not talking about cape, but the difference between fighting barefoot and fighting with shoes on is, is quite huge. As far as like getting grip on the floor, getting a purchase on the floor, um, if you if you're fighting in MMA, it's you know um, you get your feet caught in situations you can't get you can't get them as readily out of. Um, you can't use them as readily in submissions and in the guard and whatnot. The shoes can be quite cumbersome, but on the feet they're very very grippy. It gives you a lot more grip. You're able to sit on your punches a lot more. Super skunk. How coach do you think Woodley would be a champ at Bellator? I don't know. I don't know. Because Bellator's got good fighters, man. They they do have good fighters. You just don't you just don't always know them. Like you saw now, for example, Rory when he went over there, he had a mixed bag of success. You know, he didn't he didn't have it his all his own way. You know, um Douglas Lima's no joke, you know, that like those fighters in there, they're no joke. So no, you don't just have it all, all your way over there. So I don't know that I mean he could be a champion, he's a fantastic fighter, but I don't know. There's some good fighters out there. CSS Voden says, do you think that's unfair that Masvidal gets second title shot even though Wonderboy beat him? I mean, we were talking about that earlier. Like, um, what, you know, in the UFC, I mean, Wonderboy doesn't have as big of a following as Masvidal. That's the fact. So I think that Wonderboy has done, if Masvidal gets a shot, I think Wonderboy deserves one too. But I don't think that that's what matters. I don't think that it's about what's fair or whatnot. I would like to see Wonderboy get a shot, for sure. I'd like to see him get a shot at the title. I'd like to see him get a uh, fight for the belt. But, um, I mean, that's me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think he deserves a shot at the title. Um, but that's not how the cookie crumbles. Um, Matt Heffler says, there were comments on Twitter from fighters regarding the slippery nature of the cage canvas. As, as opposed to like Zebra or Dolomir, mates. why is that? It could be the sponsors, you know, it could be the way that the uh, things are printed on onto the, the canvas. It could be extra moisture, it could be blood on the canvas, it could be fighters are wet from the, the corner or they're carrying extra sweat or anything like that. But I think the way that things are printed on sometimes affect the 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 canvas the generally the ufc canvas is quite coarse it's quite rough it's not that smooth you know but any extra like if you put water on those sort of canvases it gets extremely slippery css Voden says why would kevin lee fight why who should kevin lee fight 
He was calling out Ferguson one month ago. I don't know, man. See, to me, Kevin Lee, at lightweight we're talking about, is another guy that does so well sometimes and then doesn't do as well other times. He's an incredibly gifted guy. I've seen him in real life, and he's a big boy, man. He's a really big guy for, for light, uh, lightweight. Um, very thick, broad guy. I don't know. He, he It's interesting because I'd like to see what happens between Gregor Gillespie and um, uh, Brad Riddell this weekend because if Gregor loses to Brad Riddell, then Brad Riddell and Kevin Ferguson, Kevin Ferguson, Kevin Lee, would be a really good fight. I think that that fight would be really, really interesting. Um, it's going to that fight I'm actually hanging for this weekend is Gregor. Is it this weekend? Gregor versus Brad Riddell. That that's going to be a cracker fight. That's I'm really excited to see that because I think that Liddell, the Riddell can get up a few times from the wrestling, you know. And I, provided that he doesn't get, if he gets taken down, he doesn't get held down. If he gets taken down, he gets back up. That's going to be very interesting because there's no chance of Gregor Gillespie being able to hang with him on the feet. I'm not saying he can't clip him. I'm not saying he can't catch him with something. But Brad Riddell's striking is no joke. It's So I don't see Gregor being able to hang with him on the feet like that. Um, if he does, I'll be super impressed. But I don't I don't see it. But having said that, I, li I love these grappler, grappler versus striker matchups. Um, are you okay sorry I'm just reading Aljo mentioned I was spraying the canvas with something between rounds and that it might be that making it slippery maybe I, I don't know I just said it then actually Jay I just spoke about it then I think Riddell I, I think Riddell but I'm a little bit biased being that he's from this part of the world um Jim Jones, I'd pick Lima to beat this version of Woodley. So would I. Matt Heffler. Uh, if that's what mattered, Rob would be back in there against Izzy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't, can't say. James Adjusman, did you hear about the Hans Mollenkamp thing? I knew there was something off about that guy. I did not hear about it. SSJ Mig says, sup, man, you're getting me through my overnight shift right now. I'm glad I am, sir. I'm glad I am. Thank you for watching. Thank you for believing in the show. I really enjoy hanging out with you guys. So thank you. Super Skunk, do you believe the UFC antitrust lawsuit will change anything for fighters and for the sport in the next few years? I don't know what the outcome is going to be, you know, like, I, I don't know. You know, it might not be that favorable for the for the fighters. I, I, who knows? You know, the UFC has got very deep pockets as well. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I see that a big issue there with the fighters is that there's no any form, I'm not talking even about a union, I'm talking about any form of unity. And in any situation where um, the workforce is not scarce, like any time anytime where you, you don't have any bargaining power, any time where there's a bunch of people willing to do the job that you're saying no to for less than what you're willing to do it for, you don't really have any bargaining power. So in the UFC, if you say, I don't want to fight, they'll say, well, who wants this fight? And people will fight, like, and they'll fight for less money. So, it's it's very hard. That's that's a big problem there as well. Ooh, Kevin Lee versus Dan Hooker. I like that fight. 
I like that fight. And Alo Quinta has beat Kevin Lee twice. And Hooker beat the brakes out of Al. Beat the brakes off it. Big L. And I like him. I like Alo Quinta a lot. A lot. Um, that'd be a cracker fight. That'd be a cracker fight. I don't know who wins that one. I really don't know who wins that one. I don't know if Kevin Lee, if Kevin Lee gets him to the ground, Kevin uh, Hooker's very good on the ground, but Kevin Lee has a really, 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 really good ground game. Really good ground game. I really, really rate that ground game. That re-naked choke that he does, the way that he does it, the way that he sets it up, the pressure that he has on top. Very, very good grappling for MMA. Which fight would sell more pay-per-views, Ngannou versus Jones or Stipe versus Jones? I don't know, eh? I really don't. I think Ngannou has, even without the belt, has a monster factor, which Stipe doesn't, which is weird because Stipe is fantastic. But uh, the winner out of the two of them would sell all the tickets in the world. If Ngannou loses to, to Stipe, he'll lose a lot of um, momentum. Um. I feel like some fighters need a crowd to wake up and get into the fight with nerves, reactions, and everything. Do you agree, coach? I, I do. I We had Alex Volkanovsky on the show not, not long ago, and he was talking about how not having a crowd and whatnot affected him. He he, he liked having the crowd in there. So, yeah, I, I, do, I do think some fighters it affects, absolutely. Ryan Sturtis asks, based on your experience, have you observed an an unspoken fighter code ex fighting through illegal shit. Sorry, man. You, you killed me with your grammar. I'm going to guess that what you're saying, Ryan, is have I observed a fighter code where guys will fight through eye pokes and whatnot? Or does it vary from fighter to fighter? Um, no, I haven't observed something like that. I think some guys probably maybe do. But the end, like say what happened with Bilal, he can't fight through that. His eye was bleeding. Like it's 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 ridiculous, you know, to to expect someone to fight through that. Like if you got to think, man, if you were working in an office and that happened to you in an office, somebody poked you in the eye to the point that your eye bled, nobody would expect you to finish the day off at work. And I'm talking about an office job. You know, you would be sent immediately to emergency and no one would even expect you to come back the next day. That's that's what like let alone fight a monster like Ian Edward, Leon Edwards, um. So yeah, that's that's the first thing. The second thing is like, there's there's different types. This is why people don't understand as well. There's different types of eye pokes. You know what I mean? There's eye pokes where it's just like oh, for a second you can blink through it, and then there's eye pokes like what happened in Bilal, and then there's anything in between. And sometimes it doesn't look that bad, but it just scratches your eye, and that's even worse. So I think it, it just depends on 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 the eye poke. Um, Hooker versus Mahashev interests me as well. Ooh, so many good fights are lightweight, man. Yeah, that that'd be another good fight for Mahashev. Um, Hooker, you know, mate, that'd be a really good fight. Stipe versus Francis. Who do you have? Says Atik Altaf. I think I have Stipe having more ways to win. This is a hard one, you know. He has more ways to win. That's given. Like he, he can outbox Francis. He, he has power in his hands in his own right. Um, he's got the wrestling and the ground game to do it. 
Francis's ground game now, as of late, is an enigma. I don't know how good it is. The what the way that Francis has to win though is like a cheat code. You know what I mean? He's only got really that one way to win, which is with his striking. But it's like a cheat code. If he hit touches you, you're gone. So I don't I that doesn't mean that Francis is just because he's got less ways of winning is less effective. But I I, I want to say Stipe. I want to say Stipe. James Adjusman. In an alternate in an alternate universe, Rob's building houses for Ala Quinta's real estate agency. I, I don't I don't understand the reference, but okay. James Adjustment. If Francis wins, set up Lewis versus Francis ASAP. Possibly. GG. Adjustment, James, dude, you're really witty. He is. Jay, what does Ngannou do if he loses to Stipe? Drop down to light heavyweight? I really doubt that he could drop down to light heavyweight. Mr. Always 420. How about David Grant KO on Saturday? Um, had hated seeing Martinez go down, but what a nice KO. Let's talk about that fight, actually, the David Grant fight. That was that was an interesting fight, man. Like the the timing that David Grant has on his strikes is really weird. He has an awkward distance and an awkward timing with the way he throws his shots. They look like they're slow and they look like there's not a lot of there's like there's not a lot on them. You know, like his kicks are slow, they're kind of, but they're not. But they look slow and they look awkward. And the punches are kind of loop, kind of slow punches. And it's the, the timing is really awkward. It would have been, it would have taken some, some adjusting to do. James Adjustment, um, GG, that sounds sarcastic, but I'm taking it as a compliment. Um, yeah, no, I, I just, I was impressed by by that with, with Davy Grant. I, I thought, that he's he was he looked like a really awkward kind of character to fight someone someone that'd be hard to get their timing. Christian Lawrence, given what you saw from Edwards, what adjustments do you expect him to make if he rematches Bilal? Man, like <laughs> he looked amazing against Bilal, in my opinion. Um, he fights like how he fights. He's not a huge puncher, um, and he's not incredibly quick, but he has really good ability to move in and out to cut the ring off and that looked really really good yesterday he was a little bit more trigger happy with his shots as he started to get the timing better and he started to get his sense of distance um he was very impressive i i think that edwards and Bilal, I, I don't know that you'd make that fight although it got stopped early and i feel sorry for Bilal, but that fight was on its way to being stopped in my opinion at some point like whether it was going to be late in the second or third I think um, Edwards was just going to continue to get that timing going, boom, 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 and land shot a few more shots. You know, like that head kick that he landed was beautiful. And you and you see Edwards is very methodical, very calculating. He didn't just lose his mind and try and finish him there. He hit him with a few one twos. You know, he just kept on him. And that that type of striking will, will break you down. Um, Juiceman, it's hard to come across someone as sincere via text. GG. Super Skunk, it seems like USADA and the UFC have been secretly hiding drug tests like they already did in the past with Lesnar versus Hunt. Can we trust that Jeff Nowitzki guy? No. <laughs> no, man. Like, it's... No, 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 you can't. No, you can't. Jim Jones, do you think it's possible, Fab, that Steve might have lost a step with him getting up there in age it might be there more to get to be hit. Yeah, 100%, Jim Jones. It could be. You know, it could absolutely. 
Um, and I think that those fights with Cormier wouldn't have helped. You know, there were there were some big shots in those fights. You know, obviously the one that stopped him, but in the in the second fight with like, yeah, those fights with second third fight with Cormier, they weren't they weren't they weren't small fights. You know, there was there was damage done as well. James Adjustment. Side note: This is the most South American I've ever seen. Fab. He swapped the puffer jacket for some alpaca sweater. Hashtag bring back the puffer. Yeah, you know what happened? I, I had my. I was actually going to do it in a t-shirt, but then out of nowhere, dude, it just got real cold here. All of a sudden, you know, and this room is hot when it's hot outside and cold when it's cold, and it is cold outside. Like not like I always talk to her son Ahmed. It's not cold like for England, Europe, but it's cold for me. Having said that, I was out there surfing with no wetsuit on, but um, it's cold. It's cold out here, man, for me. Now, it's drizzly. It's in the water. Temperature still, is still good, but the ambient temperature is not. It's, it's like it's dropped a little bit. It's probably, I don't know, 19, 20 degrees, which is cold for people in Australia. Um, who wins bare knuckle boxing, Overeem or JDS? I don't know, man. I think JDS probably. Um, any thoughts on Hakparas judo sweeps? I thought the outer reefs from the outside foot position was super slick. I, I didn't get to see him, man. But the mechanics of judo throws expose a single leg so much in my experience. I'm, I'm amazed when people get them. Um, you're saying when people get, when people, if you single leg a judoka, yeah, they're hard to single leg because they do have very good throws from those positions. Their balance is really, really good. Any judoka that can that can get their mind around not the, not having the gi and use the, the body's mechanics instead of the gi is super hard to take down. Really, really good throws. Sport reactions. Edwards or Colby deserve the total shot, not Masvidal, the 50-50 fighter who has he beat. Now, I think, Ed, I think Masvidal is a fantastic fighter, but I do agree with you that Edwards and Colby have done are more deserving at this juncture to than Masvidal, you know? Or at least we should see Masvidal fight one of those two. If we're talking about somewhat fair rankings, Gigi, when fighting someone like David Grant, what should be your game what should be your plan B if the original game plan seems too risky once you're in front of him? I, I don't know because I don't know it depends on what what abilities your fighter has themselves, you know? Um you can't just say to someone, I'll go in there and out wrestle someone when they're not a wrestler. Even if you got good wrestling like even if you learned how to wrestle, but if you're not a wrestler, you're not going to go out and out-wrestle someone that can wrestle. For instance, I'm just giving an example. I'm not talking necessarily about him. So it depends what kind of guy you're, you're fighting, you know, and it depends on what kind of abilities you have. It's just, it was really interesting to me to watch the way that he punched and that, like it had an awkward distance and awkward timing, like a kind of awkward thing to pick up on. And I, I kind of like Jan, Jan Blakovic has a similar style in that he has, this kind of awkward sort of stance and punch or whatever, you know, which, which makes it a little bit difficult to, to, to get the timing on. Um, Jay, it's crazy. We have never had Mircic versus Lewis. No. Um, sports reactions. Will you watch tied to Ivasa this weekend? I will absolutely watch tied to Ivasa this weekend. Big fan of Ty. Super skunk. What happens to Ferguson if he loses his next fight? Do you think, They'll keep him on the roster. I don't know. I think a lot of that comes down to his relationship with the UFC, if they'll keep him on the roster or not. Um, 
I'm in a t-shirt and shorts in the South Island of New Zealand. What, <laughs> what is going on over there? Oh, it's you know what, man. It's probably colder over there, but I'm a bit of a bitch. I'll tell you what the what how how I'll tell you right now how cold it is here. Um, and you can tell me if you think it's cold. It's probably not cold for everybody else, but for me, it's cold. Let's temperature. It's nineteen degrees. Nineteen degrees here Celsius, which for me is cold. It's jumper weather for folks. And we get, I live right on the coast, so I get a bit of a, a get, you get the wind. So wind chill factor, maybe it's like 14 degrees. Uh, Martovi, hey Fab, looking good as always. Thank you, sir. I did again a chance to watch the fight or tune in on the commentary. Internet's down and reception is stuffed at the moment. I am sorry to hear that, sir. Very, very sorry to hear that. But thank you for joining us today and thank you for always supporting the show. Christian, who has the potential to become the next Anzac champion in the UFC? I don't know. I don't want to like rob. I think, but other than 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 that, um, I think there's a lot, man. I th I like Dan Hooker's always in the mix. I like Brad Riddell, um, Jimmy Crute. I don't know if he'd be the champion right now, like how we see him right now, skill wise. But he's such a young guy, and he's always learning and coming up, and he's 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 got ability. But I think, my opinion, I think that we have in Australia and New Zealand a crop of young guys, girls that are coming up and they're watching people fight and win from Australia, New Zealand in the UFC. Um, we've had a guy, I think the first guy to fight for a belt in the UFC from Australia, correct me if I'm wrong, was Elvis Sinisic. Um, and if, when he fought Tito and Tito beat him, like beat him up. And I love Elvis, man. Big fan of Elvis. I like Elvis. I trained with Elvis for, for a while. Um, so all all the love in the world to him. And he he was a, a pioneer of the sport in of MMA in Australia and fought guys, you know, before Babalu, he fought Tito, he fought these guys, Frank Shamrock, he did really well. I think he got a draw with Frank Shamrock. Um, Matsui, he fought a whole bunch of dudes, you know, um, Traverne. And we, so there was a group of us that were a little bit younger than him I'll throw some names out there. Uh, we were a little bit younger than him. We were like above our age was like Alex Cook, Larry Papadopoulos, Anthony Parosh, um, Elvis Sinisic, Chris Haseman, Mark Hunt, obviously. And so our kind of, we few, few, you know, kind of 10 years below them, we were watching them and their successes and their trials and tribulations. And then there was, was kind of my age group of guys, which I think was like George Sateropoulos, Kyle Noak, um, Dan Kelly, that that kind of age group, and below us, like ten years below this age group, was your Robert Whitakers, your um, Volkanovskis, um, and those guys are super super impressive. So I think in Australia you're going to have a new undercurrent of guys that are coming up in the next next five years or so, five to ten years of guys that have been watching it for a long time knowing that you can train in Australia, you can train in New Zealand, and that you can win belts coming out of here. And you can you can believe in the process and believe in in what we're doing already in Australia and New Zealand. Which in the past wasn't the case. You know, there was always even I think even up until Rob were like we were the first ones to kind of do it completely homegrown. 
And even then it was like, no, you've got to be training overseas. You've got to be training overseas. Whereas now, um, no, you don't have to. Like people know this. And when you believe in the process and you grow up believing in the process, it's a completely different thing. And I think we're going to have some really amazing fighters coming out of Australia. Um, CSS Voden says, do you think people are hating Joe Rogan's commentary because he left YouTube for Spotify? I, I can't comment on that. I don't, I don't know that. I didn't even know that they were hating on, because I don't, I do every card. So I don't really get to hear the commentary. I, I have no idea. And I don't really know how the Spotify deal would have affected the, like his fan base. Um, I just know that he got paid a crap load of money and I'm happy for him. Um, and Jay says it's 14 degrees here. 14 degrees is cold man <laughs> it's cold um so super skunk what's the biggest robbery you've seen in mma i don't know dude i there's there's some cause i disagree with but i i don't know i i, I don't even like to say robbery you know because a lot of times it's closer than you think it sounds like the characters from a series of underbelly yes sir it's godzilla What's your take on bare knuckle fighting? Can you see a point in the future where we are back in the Coliseum venue and watching fights to the death? What's your favorite thing to make that takes under 20? Fried rice is my favorite thing to make because you can make it as good or as nutrient dense and nutrient rich as possible and as, and as much as you like it. You can make it as spicy as you like it, whatever, et cetera, et cetera, and you can keep it for a week and it's easy to eat, easy to heat up, no dramas. Not too messy. Very good. Um, do I see... Um, bare knuckle fighting. Oh, I like it, but I don't... It, it, I, I don't like... I like... I like... I like... Um, I guess the other thing with MMA, with bare knuckle fighting, is that you're not getting, like, the guys in the, at their peak. You know, you're getting a lot of guys that are not... that are kind of at the tail end of their fighting career. So you don't get to see, you know bare knuckle boxing at its very best i suppose um i think we are watching fighters in a coliseum they're just not fighting to the death christian laurent says thank you what were your thoughts on the charles jude and marcelo rojo fight i didn't see it i didn't see it fury and joshua signed contract today no date or locations are announced yet i think fury versus joshua I've got to say Fury beats him, eh? What do you guys think? GG. Biggest robbery is Hendo versus Bisping 2. And yes, I'm biased, but man, cried like a baby when Hendo retired without the belt. I thought I thought that, I don't know if it was a robbery, but my God, there were some big shots landed by Hendo in that fight. <sighs> Pip Dennison, the man, woke woke up from his slumber. Pip Dennison is one of my life mentors and uh, surfing coaches. And he says, Hefe's fried rice is insane. So he's referring to my fried rice, which I stole the recipe from my wife. But yes, thank you. My Tovi, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you like saying amygdala? Ooh, solid seven. James Adjustman Ravistein, does your gym do shin conditioning as part of a class? I don't have a gym. I don't have a gym. And no, when I, when I did have a gym, it was a grappling-based gym. So, no. Escalate says, Sounds like Israel doesn't want to fight Rob again, regardless of whether he wins his next fight. I think he's earned it easily after beating Polo. What about you? 
I haven't heard Israel say he doesn't want to fight Rob. I've never heard that. I've never, well, I'm not saying he didn't say it. I'm just saying I didn't hear it. I don't really listen and watch what people are, are saying. I think that Rob's a hard fight for Israel. I think Israel did a fantastic job and that night was his night. I think that Rob has some momentum now going into this fight with Israel, which he didn't have in the first fight. Um, Israel, Israel is Israel. You know, he has his momentum in that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard Israel say it. So it kind of makes the other part redundant of whether or not I, um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. That, does he deserve a shot at the belt? Yeah, 100%. I don't know what Israel's going to do. I don't know. Um, to me, if Israel's smart, which he's smart, he doesn't, why would he want to go over someone that he's already beat again? That's a huge risk. What for? You know, and he's such a big draw and he's got such a big pull. So I, I don't know. Um, CSS Voden says, did Hagler die from COVID? I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I'm sad to hear that he passed, though. Uh, Angle, I think Fury's shown more skills than Joshua, but it's hard to say he's kept up in this downtime waiting. Seems like he may be good for a while until he suddenly gives up again. That, that is true, Angle. That is true. Who wins, Vittori or Till? I want to say Till, but it will probably be Vittori. Vittori is one of those guys that I've thought, I like, I didn't think he was going to beat Hermanson. But I want to say Till. Ryan Sturtz. I don't know. I don't know, actually. That'll be that Vittori fight, Vittori versus Till, that will put, that will give you a really good indication of where Vittori's at, I believe. Ryan Sturtz, do you think champions that had multiple losses early on in their career were just unlucky on those nights, or do you think they reinvented themselves to win the belt? The reinvent yourself is very rare. You know, like from when you're older, from one thing to another, reinventing yourself per se versus just not fighting a certain way is the two different things. Um, it depends, man. Some people, I'm just trying to think of real big cases of people that completely look different, you know, as an adult, as a, as a grown man or grown woman, you know, say after 28, that completely look different. Or just improved some skill sets. They're not. It's not really reinventing. Um, and fighting man is anyone can lose at any time. Anyone can lose at, at, at anyone, anytime, anywhere. You know that's. You know, unlucky or the other guy was lucky. Who knows? But it, that can happen. That's not. It's not a a big thing. Um. What's my take on the Holland Brunson fight? Again, again, you know, I think like Vittori, this will be Holland's one. Because Holland has had a few close fights there where you you look at it and you're like, man, you know, I don't know, you know, like I don't know if he's I don't know if he's gonna be Jakare. I don't know if he's gonna be this. He had this split decision win against this person, that split decision win, but then he goes and beats Jakare the way that he did, you know. So that's such a hard one too. I think that this is going to be Holland's come out party. You know what I mean? If he gets through Brunson and he gets through Brunson in a in good fashion, then because Brunson has had fights with everyone, he's fought everyone. He's fought the best guys in that division, you know, hands down, and he's lost to those top guys. 
but you get a really good indication of where he's at. So if Holland comes out and does a, a fantastic job on Brunson, then, you know, we may have ourselves a contender. But, um, yeah, I think, I, I don't know who wins that fight. I don't know. I don't know. I think Brunson has the ability to slow that fight down and fight at, at, a, at a good pace like he did against Shabazian. Because um, I think that he has fought wild in the past and it's paid dividends, but he's also cost him a lot. Um, and I don't know that Kevin Holland has the technical, technical striking that people like Rob and Israel have had where they fought. It was different, but a similar outcome. Rob was able to weather the storm um, of Brunson's and then the, the skill disparity in the striking was huge. And and same with Israel, but Israel didn't have to weather the storm. It was a different kind of fight. So I I think, I don't know that Holland has that, that's the technical stand-up. I think that um, if Brunson can can dictate the pace by either going for a takedown when he needs to, um, not necessarily playing that jiu-jitsu game with him, but just, you know, getting a takedown if he needs it, um, picking shots off and he can slow it down, he, 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 he could win. The problem with someone with like Holland is he's so he can be so erratic, you know he can get those wins over over um, guys like Jacare and that. But I don't know. I have to see more of him, you know, before I can say uh, against top guys. Before I can really say X, Y, and Z. Uh, CSS Voden, my money would be on Vittori. He's improved substantially until hasn't changed a lot. Ibrahim, yeah, I don't know, man. Well, let, let's see. That one would be a good one. Ibrahim Mahmoud says, hey, Fab, Costa just pulled out. What should Rob do? No idea, dude. No idea. Um, Matt Heffler, Vittori gave Izzy problems too. Yeah, he did. He did. He gave him some problems. Um, can you share your fried rice recipe? You can see my fried rice recipe on my Instagram. So if you follow that, you can see my fried, my fried, my fried rice recipe on Instagram. You can follow that. Um, and you'll see it. Um, Usman versus Masvidal, 261 Florida official. That'll be interesting. Sam Lawrence, out of nowhere, with a donation of $5. Thank you very much. My child eats tonight. My child eats. We will be able to put some protein in the fried rice. Thank you so much, Sam Lawrence. Um, James Adjusman says, ah, for always 420 check out his ig thank you sir that's right it's on there vittori christian lawrence says costa is out due to illness i i have i did not even know this i didn't know um that's shit for rob that's shit for rob and i was just saying is man somebody's going to step up some gastelum was going to put his hand up to fight you know what i mean i think that will happen you know like I think that'll happen. I think, um, my opinion, I'm not saying Costa was scared or anything. Like, I'm just saying, I think Rob is way better than Costa. With all due respect to Costa, I think Rob's way quicker, more dynamic, just as strong, just as he moves a lot better. You know, like I think Costa, there are ways for Costa to win, but, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, you know, I think Rob is pretty much better across, across the board. Um, 
and I say that honestly with not not much not much subjectivity, just because you know, I haven't worked with Rob for like a year and a half, you know, but I know how good he is, and yeah, I think he beats Costa quite soundly, which sucks for for him because he had um I think that it was a really good ability for him to gain momentum uh, against Costa. You know, he really had some momentum going. So I hope someone steps up and Rob's able to, uh, you know, get a payday for himself and also be able to to showcase his skills against another another opponent. JG says, you're the best fab, by far the most underrated MMA channel. Thank you, man. I'm really flattered by that. And I love watching and, you know, doing all this stuff with you guys. It's the best. I really, really, really enjoy it. So I really appreciate, you know, all the support and everything that, that you guys um, – do and I love I love just talking about the fights and just hanging out here. I'm just looking for the make sure that we've covered all the fights and all the results. Um, so no, I love it, man. So please like and subscribe if you haven't already. Gigi says, "Yo, I swear I just saw Costa on a live Brazilian podcast, legit two hours ago." Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, do you think Venom will do better than Reebok? I, I no idea. I believe the Holland hype train. Yeah, man, I. He looks the goods. I just, you know, I want to see a little bit more of him. I'm kind of like, I can't go off like, oh, I think this guy will win. I kind of want to, I have to go on some objective truths, you know, on some objective facts on some of the stuff that, that, that I can see, you know. Um, I really want to see Islam against Gaethje. And who do you think wins this fight? I think Islam beats Gaethje if Gaethje can't catch him with something. I, I think that the, the biggest disparity there, and it was shown in the in the Khabib fight, is is uh, Gaethje on his back. Gaethje on his back does not have like. I'm not saying he can't grapple. I'm sure he can grapple his ass off, but there's there's parts of a, of a fight where he's not that good, and the part where he's not that good is when he gets put flat on his back, and when he gets put on his back, he does not have the can he scramble and get to his feet? 1,000%. Can he grapple? 1,000%. This is not a criticism of Justin Gaethje. I'm a fucking huge fan of Gaethje. But if Islam gets him on his back, you're gonna, it's, it's going to be bad. You know? And Islam can put him on his back. We've seen that with Khabib. So I, I think Islam wins that, unless Gaethje can catch him. Um, CSS Voden says, Brunson was beating Yoel. He was, but he lost. And he lost bad, you know, in that fight. Um, and at the time, I remember when we were preparing for Brunson, I remember looking at a lot of the fights, and there was a massive difference in Brunson after about seven minutes, seven or eight minutes. At the time, he may have, he may have fixed that. Um, but there was a massive thing. That's why, like, we were expecting him to come out strong. We were expecting him to come out firing not we weren't expecting him to come out the way he did against rob but we were expecting him to come out you know and go hell for leather in that first round and we knew that it you know towards the end of the second round to be patient because he, he's a very different fighter and he, that was the case against romero that's kind of what we were expecting when rob fought him but the one thing that in that fight rob and him that right off the right at the start of the fight if you watch it Rob catches him with like a 
like they stood for a second. No, that Brunson hadn't gone off yet. And Rob hit him with this like lead kind of jab uppercut. Just bang, hit him. And like this, the speed disparity between the two was huge at that point. And I, I saw it. It was like, bang, one guy wasn't fast forward. The other guy was in slow motion. And as soon as Rob hit him, Brunson went off. And Brunson went off and threw, 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 threw. But he wasn't landing them on Rob. You know, he wasn't landing the shots on Rob. And he couldn't get Rob down. And we were watching it. And I was thinking, like, if unless he lands something flush, but Rob was covering up, I was thinking, this guy's not going to be around for the second round. He's not going to – there's no way he could do that output in the first round and fight in the second round. We were expecting to wear him out, that Rob would wear him out towards the end of the second and then pour on in the third. But, like, the end of that 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 first round, like, uh, it was crazy, the output that he put on. Um, I think that Brunson has all the potential to be a fantastic fighter, and he is a great fighter. I I just think maybe if he can kind of slow slow it down a little bit, the way he fought Shabazian was really good. And you could see that he was a veteran, and Shabazian was a young guy coming through. Um, Matt Heffler says, Khabib said, Khabib said Islam's grappling is comparable to his own. Justin may end up drowning again. I think... Yes, <laughs> I think that, that Islam will beat Gaethje if he gets to the ground. Having said that, Gaethje's not a punk. Like It's not like he can't knock him out standing or something. Um, Propane says, what about the recipe for the omelette that Aljo tried to make after his last fight? Fuck, that one you can do on your own. Um, sorry, guys, I just have to skip a few. Just to um, The only Connor Shaw fan. Thought Justin versus Chandler was in the works, according to Ariel. No idea. Propane says, what's his illness? Rob should wait for the Bellaware Lightweight Tournament. Okay. Um, sub coach, this is from Hanoi Tripper. Did you talk about Masvidal versus Usman yet? Do you think it's a waste of time? No, I don't think it's a waste of time, but I would have rather seen like, I would have rather seen Masvidal versus Colby and this is just me, what I would rather have seen. Masvidal versus um, Colby, maybe Wonderboy versus Usman or Wonderboy versus Edwards or Burns versus Edwards and Wonderboy versus um, Usman, something like that. We spoke about it earlier. I don't think it's a waste of time. I'm, I'm always going to be interested. I'm interested to see if um, how Masvidal does in, in this fight. I think Masvidal has all the tools to be able to beat Usman. I don't know that he will. Um, the golden snitch says Gaslam deserves a Rob fight, possibly. Um, um, why is Till getting promised a third title shot if he can muster together a one fight win streak? I don't know, mate. I don't know. Um, okay, I'm just kind of skipping through a few, so I'll catch up. Who do you think Volk's biggest challenge is outside of Ortega and Holloway? I think Volkanovski has a big challenge right now with with Ortega. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like outside of them, the thing is, just because one fighter loses badly to another, it doesn't mean that that um, like Zabit or Calvin or any of those guys aren't good hard challenges if they can string a couple of wins together. Yeah, yeah, you know, there isn't like. But right now, it's Ortega, and Ortega's no joke. 
Um, okay, Peter Yan versus Corey Sanhagen is one of the most interesting matchups in the UFC, in my opinion. Yes, it is, but Peter Yan still has to do the um, Aljamain fight. You know, I'd like to see that fight again. Um, it's interesting to see what kind of adjustments they're both going to make. Um, I'd, the Sanhagen fight was, would be really good to see as well. Um, but I, I, I really wanted to see that, man. I really, 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 really wanted to see the, the Aljamain Sterling Peter Yan fight. That was, man. I really wanted to see that. So, yeah. It says, it's very upsetting why Volk doesn't have more fans. He's a great guy and a great fighter. Yeah, man, it, it is. It is. It's kind of weird, to be honest. Fab, my girlfriend is on top of me right now. How do I put her in a Kimura? It's a figure four. Like, you know, you've got to grab her, grab your own wrist, and then reef on it, man. Grab her wrist. Just get a good firm grip, go over the elbow and just grab on and just reef, 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 reef. Um, I like the sound of TJ versus Sanhagen. They've got similar movement. Um, man, I don't even know why TJ's allowed to fight like that. You know what I mean? Um, that's kind of weird. I kind of gathered that Jan looks like a bad matchup for Sterling, although who knows how that rematch would look. I agree with you, but, you know, Sterling came out again, like when you fight, like kind of like Kevin Holland fights, like you, you, when you're doing flying knees to takedowns and you're throwing those kicks at a distance and you're doing all the stuff that Al Jermaine was doing, you can definitely catch people out. You can definitely catch them out. Um, how do you think Cejudo would fare against Volk? Bisping joked about Volk coming down from heavyweight and Cejudo coming up from atom weight. Do you agree that Cejudo is too small for 145? Volkanov, I've seen Cejudo in real life and he's like proper, proper tiny, like a tiny little guy. And obviously I know Volkanovsky and Volkanovsky's not tall. He's short, but he's built like a brick, dude. Like he's, he's like, Honestly, he's built like a fucking brick. Um, having said that, I think there'll be a big weight difference. Big weight difference. So Hudo's frame is little. He, he's not going to be able to be that size against Alex. And Alex is used to fighting and training with bigger guys. But having said all of that, so Hudo's got interesting skill sets, in particular with his wrestling and whatnot, that is on different levels. Like it's on a different level. He's wrestling being a gold medalist. Like, how do how do I explain? Like, like people look at, like I'm just talking about freestyle, Olympic freestyle wrestling that we're talking about. I'm not talking about the cage control and all of this other stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'll just give a perspective into this. Like people look at Khabib's wrestling and they're like, holy shit, that's good. And I think Khabib wrestled in at, at a cadet level in like competitively at a cadet level which is like under 16s or something like that you know um he was world champion in combat sambo don't get me wrong but i'm talking about olympic freestyle wrestling and those guys from dagestan and all of those guys like all the people of the step all that whole region are gun gun wrestlers right henry cejudo beat 
everybody that you can think of. He beat the guys, you know, the equivalent of the guys that beat Khabib. He beat them. You know, he won a gold medal. He beat guys that beat them. So why I say this is like, whilst whilst ever you have someone with that like disparaging like ability, he I think he can go up and and if Alex is not on, you know, there are things that in the skill set which there, there is a big difference. There is a big difference in their wrestling, and it's not like Cejudo doesn't know how to apply the wrestling and the striking and everything to MMA. He's won two belts in two different weight divisions. So whilst Alex would definitely have the size advantage and Alex can fight his ass off too. And Alex is great. His striking is very underrated, dude. I think it'd be an interesting fight. I do think it'd be an interesting fight. I think Alex might be a bit too big for him and a bit too clever for him as far as like with, with his also being the fact that he's bigger, um, that that might be a little hard for for Cejudo, but I don't doubt that Cejudo can um, come to that party as well. Um, Nathan says, "Love your work, Fab." My question is: If you could change one rule in the unified rules, what would it be? I I would probably say let's do um, strikes to a down opponent, being knees, uh, soccer kicks, stomps. And then that would probably that would take away the other rules of the hand on the ground, etc. All that stuff. I don't really like that. Um, having said that, I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't. You know, it's not that bad. But if I could change one thing, I'd do that. I'd say let's go with all strikes. Um, B Johnson, who in your opinion has the most underrated jiu-jitsu in the UFC? My pick is Masvidal. Mm, I don't know because Masvidal is pretty good and i always thought he was pretty good and i saw the way he grappled with kiesa i would say kiesa and and kevin lee have pretty some pretty underrated jujitsu um rob rob whitaker i think has pretty underrated jujitsu and grappling never been out grappled you know he's never been out grappled never you know like in the ufc he's never been out grappled he's been out grappled early in his career outside of the UFC, but never in the UFC. Um, Volkanovski, never been out grappled, you know, in the UFC. Um, they're guys that I think have underrated grappling. When you say jiu-jitsu, I'm going to say grappling. I think it's it's underrated. Um, Hoodley Jays Jr. says, Alex Mann handles Henry. Let's be honest, Jan proved that size matters. I don't know that Jan proved that. I think Jan proved that he got the better of Israel on that day. He definitely was a bigger guy. I think size matters. I've always thought that size matters. But the skill sets are different. Manhandling Henry Cejudo would be different. That's that. That's why, that's why I say to you, if Henry Cejudo was a striker, I would say to you that, yes, Alex could probably manhandle him. But manhandle Henry Cejudo, Olympic gold medalist in wrestling, I don't, I don't think so, you know. I don't think so. Not like that. I think Alex would probably win. I'll, I'd be going for Alex, of course, and I think Alex would probably win. But I don't know that he like manhandled him per se. I think he'd win. He's like a lot. He's a lot bigger guy. 
Um, do you think the perceived robbery Volk got against Holloway cost him some fans and or got him unwarranted hate? Not really, because it would have got a lot of attention for, uh, for him as well. I don't think he had any, any, even if you thought that Holloway won, I don't think that Alex had any anything to do with that. Like, like you know what I mean? It wasn't his decision either. Um. Was I impressed? I didn't. I haven't seen. I haven't seen the food he cooked. My Toby, is there a reason why we don't wear two mouth guards? One on top, one on the bottom. The only person I've seen like proper that I know wear it was a kid called Blake Barton who could wrestle his ass off, and it affects your breathing badly. Um, so Hudo's strong as fuck for his size. He's one thousand percent Jackwood. Emilio, hey Fab, how many fighters in total assigned to UFC? You reckon about four hundred, give or take four to six hundred, something like that. Ninzafa. Love you, Fab. I don't know why, but from time to time, I'll go back to that Craig Jones podcast and laugh my ass off. Do you follow his career? Did he send you his leopard print rash guard? He didn't send me that rash guard, but I do. he did give me a rash guard, though. He did give me one of the rashes. Um, I follow his career, yeah. I follow the grappling a little bit. No, I don't follow anything like crazy. Like the, the UFC, I follow the fights. I don't listen to the drama. I don't get involved in the drama. Uh, I think Jan timed the clinches and shots perfectly, especially with the way Izzy moves his upper body. Yes, but I'll tell you this. The biggest thing with Jan was the fact that he could not only engage Israel in the striking, but he was he was hitting him as well. He was hitting him, and he was getting the better of some of those rounds. And that's what allowed the, the takedown game to open up more. Um. Matt Heffler, if Yoel wins the light heavyweight tournament, does that make Rob the de facto Bellator light, Bellator light heavyweight king? No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Because Rob doesn't fight at light heavyweight. Rob doesn't fight at light heavyweight, and every fight's different. You know, those fights with Romero, they were fucking close, man. You know. Hamad Al-Hadda. Fab, you're a good guy. What do you think of Wonderboy against Kamaru or Leon? Thank you, sir. I am... I can be a good guy. I have been a good guy at past and other times. Um, Wonder Boy against Kamaru or Leon. I'd love to see either one of those fights. They're very different fights. You know, I don't see too many people out striking Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy's got a little bit more pop in his punch than Leon does. Um, he's just got a little bit better timing, a little bit, I don't know if it's better timing than Leon, but he's just got a little more pop in that punch, in that straight right. Um, Leon, Leon is, is, is a lot of it is his ability to cut the cage, his ability to get in and get out, hit you, but he hasn't, he doesn't have a, a hell of a lot of, um, stoppages from strikes. You know, he, he definitely outstrikes people. Don't get me wrong. And I don't see, I don't know. I'd love to see that fight. I love them both. Leon's, Leon Edwards, is probably my favorite fighter. One of my favorite fighters. You know, and I'm really, I'm really cut that he didn't come on the podcast. We, I invited him. Um, Kamaru, I, I think Wonderboy's got movement that can cause problems for Kamaru, but I think Kamaru could probably Kamaru him, get him up against the cage and whatnot. Um, James Adjustman, been thinking about a name for the podcast. Fabulous Tears, Biggie Tears TV is fab is good. Fab's lab. Yours to keep, mate. James, I appreciate the effort, mate. You're the hero I need, but don't deserve. 
Habib Nurmagomedov says, hello, brother. Is that the Khabib? Thank you, sir. Thank you for being on here. Um, Matt Heffler, isn't Craig in Puerto Rico with the Donahat Death Squad? Possibly. I don't know. I think so. Jay, how do you think Kai Kara Francis's figure would go down? What were your thoughts with Kai's latest win? I think Kai carries a lot of power at, at flyweight, which is very rare. Um, but now you've got a few guys that carry a bit of power at flyweight. So um, that's interesting. I think Kai is I think Kai is very, very, very good. I, I think he's got I saw his fight with Brendan Moreno, you know, and Brendan Moreno did good work there, you know, like he kept throwing that left high kick to keep Kai's right hand at home. Um it'd be a good fight. I'd 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 watch it. I'd like to see it for sure. It wouldn't be an easy fight. It wouldn't be an easy fight for either one of them. But I think Figgy's a little bigger, hits a little bit, and we're going to say harder. You know what I mean? But Kai's very, he's very tidy, man. He's very, very tidy. You know, he survived that that grappling exchange. And yeah, I think Kai's very good, man. B. Johnson, Wonderboy's the only fight I've ever seen who can pull off lead leg hook kicks on a regular basis. Yeah. And he does it so well. There's no tell on his kicks either. Martovi, do you have a favorite accent within the UFC? No, not really. Not really. I, I like, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I like when, when, I, when I don't know a fighter. And I ran, in, I ran into someone before, and I didn't know the fighter. And I usually know the Australian fighters. And when I hear the Australian or New Zealand accent, it does turn my head. You know, it does. Um, speaking of Wonderboy, is there any other fights you'd recommend to look at, though, to understand Ringcraft more? I think that last fight, like, that stays in your head, watching Leon Edwards, the way he was cutting the ring off and the way he was getting off the cage, very good. Um, some of Conor McGregor's fights, very good. He's got very good ring craft. Khabib is underrated ring craft in the way that he pressures you forward, takes the kicks and a lot of your heavy strikes off you because you're coming, you're going onto your back foot. That's not easy to do, man. You can't just run at people you know, get hit. Like the way he does it, he cuts you off and kind of crowds you so you can't get your kicks off. Um, he's actually very good. McGregor, Daly, Wonderboy, Rob, uh, Israel, um, Dominic Cruz, Dominic Cruz, TJ Dillashaw, any of those fights I said just now, very, very good at, with the ring craft. Peter Yan. Um, Fab, how do you see Jimmy Crute versus Anthony Smith playing out? Much love from Melbourne. I love Jimmy Crute. I love Jimmy Crute, so I hope Jimmy Crute wins. But Anthony Smith is a big boy. Jimmy Crute's fucking massive, though. Like, he's huge. He's not, he's like kind of short for a, for a light heavyweight, but he's built like a baby. Like, he's, Built like a big giant baby. He's got a big head, big hands. Um, real thick kind of torso. Uh, man, I don't know. I think Anthony... I can't say too much because I know Jimmy. He's trained with us before. When um, So I can't say too much because I think there are some parts where Anthony Smith can give him trouble. And I think that Jimmy can give a lot of people trouble as well. So... 
I hope that Jimmy beats him up in one round. I hope so. He hits super hard, though, Jimmy. I was really bigging up Tucker before his fight to my mates, and a few seconds later, I was having to say, I promise he's really good. Now, he is really good, Chili Miners. You did the right thing. He is really good. This, he's no joke. He is really good. It's just, it happens, mate. It's prize fighting. Brother, what do you think about me versus Charles Oliveira? I think you have to be careful, Khabib, but I think you will probably get the takedown. I think you'll avoid the striking, and if you, you'll stay out of the submissions long enough, and I think you'll, you'll win. Emilio Zed says, hey, just popping by, getting ready for work. First time to catch you live. Thanks for the great show. Big fan here. Greetings from a German carpenter. Man, thank you so much, man. I'm, I'm touched, man. I'm really, really touched. I really, really appreciate it. I love that you guys watch. I love that you guys support. It's so flattering, and I love just sitting here talking shit about the fights, to be honest. <coughs> Sorry, Stevie. Do you think that the... That Given the Amanda Nunes run, that a male-female fight would ever happen, what do you think would be an even matchup, i.e. weight, etc.? Like I said before, I think generally in the military, when they do stuff like that, it's like a 30% difference. Like, Because you, you, you're talking about elite-level people. You're not talking about me fighting some women woman's champion that's my weight. You know, you're talking about two champions. You know, like you'd have to give at least 30% weight advantage to the woman, um, which kind of like it's that in itself is weird. You know, like if you weigh 70 kilos, what, what is that? Like, fuck me, my maths is terrible. But what is that? Is that if you weigh 70 kilos, that's like 21 kilos or some shit. That's, is it? That, that's, that, that can't be right. You know what I mean? Like, um, but it'd have to be to make it kind of fair. Like you just look at like, like usually what it is, it's like a a, a, a boy, a 16-year-old boy, 17-year-old boy, probably even less, 15, 16-year-old boy is the same results as as a woman physically, as a grown woman. Like if you look at, at the times that women run in the Olympics, you wouldn't make the finals, so say in 100 meters, if you, you, you wouldn't make the finals in the under-18s boys. You know, you wouldn't make the finals in the under-16s boys in 100 meters if you're a woman um and that's not me being sexist that's just me telling you that's fucking facts you can look that up that's testosterone is real that's why it's such a massive fucking deal when a man hits a woman because you're 10 times stronger um so it's a huge 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 difference you know like you need to have that weight disparity in in place that isn't to say that women aren't technically good or they're not even technically better in some aspects that isn't the case but that level of strength is is ridiculous look at men's olympic weightlifting look at women's olympic weightlifting the difference is huge so it'd have to be at least 30 percent weight difference so it wouldn't be and the women just aren't that big you know it'd have to be i don't know amanda nunez versus like the, the smallest guy you could find it you know at adam weight or something um oh steeper has fantastic ring craft as well absolutely absolutely um where did i buy the tame edna glasses thanks oh joe schmo why would you do that 
Christian Lennon, when the UFC returns to Australia, should they bring in Aussie man for commentary? I haven't heard it. I've only heard him once or twice, and he's a funny dude. So my answer to that is yes. Let's say there was a catch-building competition. This is from Artovi between all UFC fighters. Who do you think will do the best job, and who do you think will fail miserably? I have no idea, but there are a few that are tradies, so they'd probably do well. Usman KO's Masvidal by spinning toe stomp first round. Could be. It could do. You don't know. It could be. Um, but, yeah, guys, look, I've enjoyed chatting with you guys very much. We've covered more or less everyone. The only one we haven't covered is the Ryan Span versus Misha Sirkinov, if anyone can give any feedback on that one. Um, I find that Misha is a little bit mechanic, not a little bit, is a lot, is very mechanical in his stand-up, you know what I mean? Um, he he doesn't, his grappling is very, very good, very high-level grappler, but he's very mechanical in his stand-up, and I saw that he was picking him off like Ryan Spann was looking for that check hook with the left hand when he was coming forward in the jab and setting up that right hand. And as I was doing the commentary, I said that, and then two seconds later, he landed that. He sort of threw the check hook. He didn't get him. Then he threw the right hand down the pipe and landed it. Only just hopped in. So sorry if you have already answered. Thoughts on who Leon should fight next from our bumped. We have covered it. We have. But um, happy to go again. I, we would, I think the consensus we were just kind of talking about it was um, Burns would be a good fight to see. But you know what the problem is? Like, how many fights is Edwards going to win in a row, dude? Like, okay, he didn't win this one, but he he looked good, man, and he looked like he was well on the way to winning it. But I don't know. How many fights does he have to win before he gets a shot? Dan Ige? No, we spoke about Dan and that right hand. What happens with Dan is my question. Chili Minus Spen seems like a really introspective guy. I can see him having a technical improvement like Poirier did. He's already looking way better than before, in my opinion. Man, I was so happy for him, and I wasn't even going for him. Like I wasn't going for either one of them. But when you see that that real reaction from you know from the ground up, when somebody gets a win, you love it. I love it. I love that. I love like seeing that realness in the character. You know, I really like that. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so so much. Um, before I go, I'm going to, and then if you have to, if you don't want to see this. I understand, but I do have to play it one more time. It's going to be an ad for um, Manscaped. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking about a very important topic, and that's a topic of weed whacking. Go to Manscaped, get 20% off, plus uh, free shipping with the code FAB. And usually when we talk about plucking those nose hairs and doing trimming around the ears and whatnot, most of us are used to doing that with weapons such as this. Um, while effective, they can be cumbersome. They can prove to be cumbersome. And everyone's personal favorite is also this beauty, something like this. Whilst very effective, it's also hard because sometimes you don't have the right extension cords and whatnot. So Manscaped has given us this, the Weed Whacker. The Weed Whacker is skin safe. It has a replaceable head. Um, it has high-performance motor, so premium 9,000 RPM motor powers. This is something that you would have probably seen in a World War II aeroplane prior to this. And unlike the hedge trimmer, 
it's cordless and rechargeable so you can use it anywhere and you can take it with you and it's really really a pretty amazing product um it has a smart design it's intelligently contoured design for you to be able to grip it easily and it's not going to slip out of your hand which is an amazing segue to the next part of it which is that fact that it's waterproof so you can use it in the shower and whatnot so this is a pretty amazing amazing um piece of machinery here for all of us that need it and everyone needs it because you don't want to be that person you don't want to be the person that has the nose hairs and the ear hairs sticking out i used to go to my dad used to take me to a barber in liverpool and um ironically this barber it was an older guy had um the worst hairs coming out of his ears and the worst hairs coming out of his nose and always as a little kid i used to always watch that so i never wanted that myself um so please manscape get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code fab thank you people guys thank you so much for joining us we just had to wake my daughter up from her nap she's not very happy but um i just want to say thank you all and i love the community that we have here i really really appreciate everything um poor little one is not happy with me whatsoever i had to wake her up so thank you guys thank you so much for watching thank you so much for supporting really really love doing this podcast if you haven't already please like and subscribe hit the notification bell so you get all the notifications and take care guys and thank you so so much take care ciao this is ciao i got to see ciao see ciao ay que bien this is ciao otra vez otra vez ciao 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 mira mira ciao Take care, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much.